Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Amen. Well, praise God. I told them this morning when they were practicing that song, I said, you guys aren't doing that song right. And they all looked at me with a puzzled look. I said, it's not traveling on, it's traveling on. We're not traveling on, we're traveling on. And so you got to say it right if you're going to say it. Amen. (laughs) All right, we're going to conclude our series this morning on Hooked. Blake's bringing out some uh, companions for me this morning that are going to assist me in my message today. And so, try not to focus, try not to fo- focus on them too much today uh, until later. And so, we are looking at our series text that's found in Mark chapter 1, verse 17. It says this, And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of of men. This past week, I had a chance to go on a great fishing trip, and I think we have some pictures of that that Timothy's going to put on the screen for us. That is a fishing trip right there. We, we what we call, slayed them when we went fishing, and it was a great time. Uh, we had a great, great time uh, catching. We caught about 130, 135 fish, 225 pounds of fish. And then 45 pounds of fish after they were cleaned and filleted out. And so, can anybody say fish fry? (laughs) Yes, amen. And so, it was a great time. We had so much fun. I thought it was awesome that it coincided perfectly with the end of this series. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't me that wanted to put those pictures up there. It was the Lord that wanted me to show them to you. And so, that's just the way it goes. And so... (laughs) Uh, I did want to tell you, though, that I had a lot of records that day. A lot of records that day. I caught the first fish. I caught the last fish. I caught the most fish. Somebody say, man, 49, but who's counting? I don't know if you heard that or not. 49, but who's counting? The smallest fish. I caught the smallest fish. I caught arguably the biggest fish, but I'm going to let that one slide because I don't want to get into an argument with anybody. I caught the prettiest fish, and the way I know that is because your fish are always the prettiest fish, just like your kids are always the prettiest kids. You know how that works. And without a doubt, I caught the ugliest fish because it had some kind of red fungus growing on the side of it so much to the point that we didn't even touch him. We just put him back in the water where he he came from. And so the point that I want to make by telling you all of my records was that I was willing to catch whatever was available to be caught. It didn't matter what it was. If it's a little dink, I'm glad to pull that up on the boat. I don't care. If it's a big whale, I'm glad to catch that too. I don't care what fish it was, I wanted to catch the fish. So we caught big fish, small fish, skinny fish, fat fish, catfish, bass fish, one fish, two fish, blue fish, red fish, right? And so we caught them all. And so it didn't matter because they were fish and we were fishing. And the goal when you're fishing is to catch fish. Everyone, everyone... Everyone matters to God. I said every person counts. 
Everybody is important to God. It's about fishing and about changed lives. That's what it's about today. Yeah, I'm never going to stop saying it. So, so just get that in your mindset now. I'm never going to quit telling it. I'm never going to quit saying it. It's about changed lives. It's about catching people. It's about seeing souls saved from hell and brought into the kingdom of God. That's what we're here for today. That's what we're fishing for. We're trying to save people. We're taking them from death to life this morning. It's about fishing. And so you get a line, I'll get a pole. We'll go fishing at the crawdad hole. Honey, baby, mine. Amen. So this morning I want to preach a message called Get Real. Get Real. We have got to get real with our reason for being. There comes a point when you can't just do church. You can't just do life. You've got to get engaged in the process. There comes a point when you can't just go through routine, but you've got to engage to the point that you're accomplishing purpose, that you're fulfilling destiny. I'm big on that. I believe in that with all my heart. I mean, that is a driving force in my life. Destiny. I believe everybody has one. I believe everybody has a purpose. I believe everybody has something that God created you specifically to do that nobody else was created to do. You were created to do it. God molded you and fashioned you and formed you and made you to fit in a specific place to accomplish a specific goal and to accomplish His purpose. I don't know about you, that ought to charge somebody up. That ought to make you happy. That I'm not just bouncing through life meanlessly, aimlessly, but I've got something to live for today. I've got something that drives me and moves me forward. Get real with our reason for being. When I talk about getting real, talk about being all in. Because what I see is that some of you are soul winners and don't know it yet. I said some of you are connectors and some of you are influencers. Some of you are the change in someone's life. You are. I'm talking to you this morning. I'm looking at you today. I'm looking at all of you this morning. I believe in the greatness of the collective body of Jesus Christ. And I believe in a reality where God's intended purpose for us as a body is continually being fulfilled. And so let's get real this morning. Would you help me pray as I preach? Get real. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the anointing of this place. God, I just praise you that walls are already falling down, that, Lord, uh, paths are being made straight, that, God, barriers are being removed, and that, Father, fallow ground is being turned up, Lord God, to produce a harvest in the lives of people. Fruitfulness is going to abound in this place today. Lord, seed is going to be planted that is going to produce fruit in the lives of people today. We thank you for that this morning. We thank you for the positioning of this church and this body in the community. We thank you for the position that we have with you, Father. And that from that we are able to accomplish our purpose and the directives of heaven. We thank you, Jesus, today. I pray your anointing upon me as I preach the message. I pray that hearts would hear and respond to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's talk about reels this morning. We got... We got a few reels around here laying on different things, but let's talk about some reels uh, this morning. Reels are central to fishing. It's really hard to fish without a reel. You can do that, but it's better 
and easier with a reel. I, I promise you some of the fish that we caught this last week would have been very difficult to, to bring up without a reel. You needed a reel to pull them from the depths up to the top, especially some of those big lunkers like the ones that I caught. Now, the others may not have had that trouble, but I would have had a difficulty bringing in those hogs up without, <laughs> without some real help, you know what I'm saying? And so a reel and a skillful hand can put the bait anywhere you want it to be. And so when fishing for souls, let's switch it now, let's shift it a little bit. When fishing for souls, your reel is very important. As a matter of fact, I believe that your reel, R-E-A-L, is vital. It's critical. People want to know you are genuine. People want to know you are sincere. They want real stories. They want stories from real people. And from people who really care. That's what they want. That is what is most effective. And if we can be real with people, what we'll find is the fishing is much better and it is always easier if we're real. Here's why. Because God wants to use your story to touch someone's life. God doesn't want you using someone else's story. He wants to, you to use your story. He wants you to use the real encounter that you have had with Him to help someone else have a real encounter with Him. I can't talk about April's experiences in the same effectiveness that I can talk about my own experiences. I, I can share a testimony of what God has done for someone else, but it takes a whole new level of meaning when I start to share a testimony about what God has done for me. When I talk about how His love has impacted my life, when I talk about how His grace has made a difference in my life, when I talk about it from the first point of view, from a central place in my own heart, it takes on a greater meaning. It becomes real and effective in the lives of people. I can't effectively share your story, but I can't effectively share mine. Philippians chapter 1, if you want to turn there with me today. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. And I'm reading today from the Message Bible primarily. It says, so this is my prayer that your love will flourish and that you will not only love... Much, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere or real and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect, exemplary. A life Jesus will be proud of. Verse 11, bountiful in the fruits of the soul. And then here's a key part of the verse. Making Jesus Christ attractive to all. Getting who involved? Everyone. Getting everyone involved in the glory and the praise of God. And so what is our mission? Our mission is to love people and to make Jesus Christ attractive to everybody that we come in contact with. By doing that, we involve them in the praise and the glory of God. So let's talk about some reels. There's three basic kinds of reels. For the fishermen in the room, for those of you who are not, this is lesson time. There's three basic types of reels. There's spin casting, there's spinning, and there's bait casting reels. The first thing that you have to do when you're fishing for men, fishing uh, for women, when you're becoming a fisher of men and women, is you have to select your reel. Let's talk about these three different reels. Spin casting, it's a basic model. 
It is the one that everybody starts out with. If your kid has a fishing pole, more than likely it is a spin caster fishing pole. Every fisherman has had a spin casting reel at some point in their fishing career. Anyone, anyone can use a spin caster because they are easy. They don't require any learning. You pull them out of the package, they're spoiled up, they're ready to go. You hook them to a pole and you start fishing. That's it. The most popular model is the Zebco 33. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Everybody's had one of those if you're a fisherman at some point in your life. It's basic. It's the basic reel. When it comes to reaching people, the basic reel is always love. The basic reel that you're going to reach people with is love. If you can't do anything else, you can always love people. Love should always be spooled up and ready to go in our lives. We should be ready to bring it out of the package and deliver it at any moment's notice. We cannot, as Christians, call ourselves saved, call ourselves Christians, and not reflect the love of Jesus Christ in the world around us. It's not enough just for us to love our family. It's not enough for us just to love our friends. If we can't love other people, then we can't call ourselves and identify with Christ who gave his life for all because of his love for us. So the basic real is love. 1 John 4, 7 says it like this. It, it, it mirrors what I just spoke to you, that my beloved friends, let us continue to love each other. Since love comes from who? God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. He says, look, you don't love because of your... He says, you love because you have a relationship with God. It is a natural process... That if you love God and you have a relationship with God, then love is easy for you. It flows from that relationship. Everyone. It didn't say somebody. It didn't say a few people. It says everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. Verse 8. The person, this is where it gets right in your face. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God. Because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. Verse 9 says, this is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. It starts with love. Just love people. Everybody can do that. Just love them in a genuine and a real sincere way. The second type of reel is a spinning reel. It's a little more complicated. When I think about spinning reel, the word spin is a word that speaks of selling It speaks of convincing. It speaks of persuading. It speaks of being able to take a situation and spin it toward God. You know, it requires a different level of skill. I have an aunt who is a gospel spinner, I would say. She takes every situation, doesn't matter what the situation is, every situation that she experiences, she has this uncanny ability to spin it toward God. I mean, it doesn't matter what's going on in her life. It ends up being about God at the end of whatever situation is happening. But she does that every time. She can't help it. That's just who she is. But here's the deal about that is that she's genuine. She's genuine when she does that. And it is really who she is as a person. So it comes across genuine and it's not offensive. It's actually attractive. When people do that and they're not real, it's off-putting and fake And you instantly feel it. It's repelling, not compelling. Right? 
And so what I'm talking about this morning as I kind of correlate these reels to different approaches is that we have to find what we're good at, what we're equipped to use, what God has genuinely called us to, and do that. You don't have to look at somebody else's life and say, well, when I get to their level, when I understand the word like they understand it, when I can act like they act, when I have the grace of God in my life like they have the grace of God in my life, then I can reach people because then I can use their approach. God wants you to use the approach you have today. And that's why I started out with love. Everybody can love. Everybody can love. The last, the last reel is the bait cast reel. It's the most technical. It's a technical reel. It requires a higher level of skill. If you don't know how to use it or set it, then you're, going, you're not going to fish. You're going to spend all your time untangling line. That's what you're going to do. You're going to spend your fishing time untangling line. It is the equivalent of sharing the gospel in a technical, theological way. Quoting scripture. Building a case for Christ. I love to listen to Robbie Zacharias. That guy is a theological genius. He is somebody that can take deep concepts and relate them in a practical way and actually take theology and bring people to a closer place with God. He can do that because he's highly skilled to do it. When you use that reel to win somebody, you better know what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to get so tangled up that you won't do any real fishing. You're just going to make a mess. And so what I'm saying is that a lot of people come to me and they'll say, Pastor, if I do more scripture, I would win people to Christ. No, 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 no. Don't start there. You start the basics with love. You start where you're at. Just caring for somebody. Just sharing, just sharing life with somebody. Just genuinely being interested in somebody. Now, I'm challenging you to grow. I, I started off using a bait cast reel or a spin cast reel. That's the only one I knew how to reel, uh, use. But later on, I learned how to use the other ones. Over time, you can grow and you can develop other methods in reaching people for Christ. But you don't have to disqualify yourself today because you don't know how to do the high-level stuff. You can just simply start by loving people right where you are so choose your real select your real now here's the main point that I want you to get from all that use your real don't use someone else's use a real that you know how to use be you not someone else I hate when someone tries to use one of my technical fishing reels I ha- anytime I've taken students or my own children fishing, they always want to use my bait casting reels. No, do not touch those. I don't want to spend all my time digging the line out or restringing them because you have bird nested that baby and messed it up. Don't use someone else's. Use yours. Use what God has equipped you to do. Each of us are gifted with a set of skills and gifts and talents and abilities. God crafted that not by mistake but by plan and precision he has given you what you need to reach people where you are so use your reel r-e-a-l the once you select your reel you have to spool your line spool your line the line is important what kind of line what's the tensile strength of the line what's the color of the line all those things matter your line your line is important too what's your line for every person Fishing for souls, there is a line that is central to them. That line that captures the heart of the gospel for them. For some, it is a line that says Jesus loves you. 
Everything they communicate comes back to that central concept and that central idea. Jesus loves you. For others, it's Jesus delivers. It's Jesus saves. It's Jesus has come to give you life. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's their line. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what Jesus means to you. That's central to your life, and that's your line. That's where you start from. My line is this. I use it a lot of times. I use it all the time. I used it today already. Life is better with Jesus. That's the central theme from which my speaking uh, originates. It all comes from this place of knowing that God has better things in mind for us. That there is a place He's trying to take us. That He wants to get us from point A to point B. And He's trying to work us into those places. And so I believe that with all my heart. I don't have to try to conjure up passion on that idea. I don't have to try and find some excitement about that idea. That's central to me. That's something I've experienced in my own life. I know life is better with Jesus. And so I don't have to try to muster anything. I can just preach that. Because it comes from a real place in my life. What's your line? I believe that it's easy for me to cast it because I believe it with my whole being. That line, life is better with Jesus, comes out and it comes out all the time. It sounds like things like Jesus wants more for your life or God has big things in store for you or Jesus has a plan for your life. Jesus is preparing victory for you. It all means the same thing. That life is better with Jesus. Many of you have heard this. You've heard me say this, that God wants more for you than that. Or you're better than that. Regardless of the framing, the central line is life is better with Jesus. And so when I think about that, it really doesn't matter again what the line is as long as it's true and genuine and it's coming from you. It has to be a real line. You drop a line that someone else has said, it means nothing. It has to be real and sincere. You have to believe it first. Fish will always pop a bad line. They'll snap a bad line every time. People in the world will snap a bad line if they know it's not coming from a real place in your life. And you know, and here's what's sad to me is that I see a lot of Christian people who, who say they have a relationship with Jesus, but I don't know that they have any central theme driving their life. I don't know that if you ask them what's the central point from which everything in your experience of Christianity originates, what would it be? How many of you can articulate and really communicate what Jesus has done for you in such a way that everything you speak and everything you do in your life originates from that reality? We have to drill down. And find that central core of who we are. Because I'm telling you, if we live on the surface, we're never going to accomplish anything. we got to get deep. we got to go down there where the things live that, that God wants to use and God wants to bring to the surface. And when we drill down and really find at the core of who we are, what Jesus means to us and what He's done for us and how I can communicate that to a world around me, I don't have to get fired up about that. I'm just automatically there. So what's your line? Fishing line is more about weight than anything. You know, it's always, that's how you, how you select it based on the weight. Does your line carry any weight? If it's true and sincere, I promise you that it does. But if our message carries no weight, 
It's because we don't believe it. We're just saying what we've been told to say. And it's not based on something that we believe. Don't try to sell me Jesus. Don't try to sell me some other person's goods. Don't try to convince me of someone else's experience. We're not selling anything. We are talking about an experience that you can have. I don't know what your life's like. I know what my life is like. And when I share what my life is like, I promise you, if you share that from a sincere place, people's lives will be touched as a result of that. Select your reel, spoil your line, and the last thing is send your bait. You can select your reel, you can spoil your line, but if you don't send your bait, you won't catch a single fish. You can have the best reel, you can have the best line, you can have the best bait, and that doesn't catch fish. Fishing catches fish. We, we think a lot of times that churches will grow simply by osmosis or something. That it's just going to happen... As we sit here and as we wait, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah, well, we're strong, but we're not gaining people. There's a difference. It requires an active engagement in the lives. Think about the word fishing. This is an English lesson. Fishing is what catches fish. Fishing is an active word. It is actually what we call a present participle. A participle is a word formed as a verb that can also be used as an adjective. Think about this for a moment. A word that is formed as a verb that can also be used as an adjective. I'll give you an example. He is fishing. That's what he is doing. He is fishing. He is a fishing fanatic. What kind of fanatic is he? A fishing fanatic. It's both a verb and an adjective. So here's what I want you to hear this morning. It's not only what we do. It also describes who we are. It tells us who we were meant to be. It defines for us a reality in which we should embrace and live. It directs our activity, but it also defines our reason for being. All the English teachers should have got excited about that this morning doesn't only direct activity, it defines who we are. Your life, your life is the bait for the gospel hook. Your story, your testimony, your experience, that is what people are going to bite on. That is what you're fishing with. And so we went fishing this last week. We chummed the waters. We threw it out, threw out, threw it out. Now, now I'm in trouble with the English teachers. We, <laughs> That's the way it goes. We, we, we threw, threw out soured wheat. And then when we were cleaning fish, guess what they were full of? Soured wheat. We chummed the waters. We created an atmosphere in which the fish became interested in biting. We trolled the waters. We were looking for activity. We looked for disturbances uh, on the surface, we looked through the fish finder. We, we used all these methods to try to find where things were taking place and things were happening. Finding what was biting. Finding what was moving for change. Where there was disturbance, that's where we send the bait. And so let's get real with our purpose and let's get to fishing. Let me give you three things real quickly. The best fishermen have these fishteristics. Not characteristics, fishteristics, okay? They have these fishteristics. First of all, they are real passionate. 
You cannot convince me of anything that you're not compassionate about. If you don't get fired up, I ain't listening to you. I mean, if you don't get fired up about what you're trying to convince me of, I don't believe you because I don't think you believe it yourself. And so you can't sell me on something that you don't believe yourself. They're real passionate. Luke 19.10 says this, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus was passionate about people. Getting real means I am passionate about the things God is passionate about. The second characteristics, real prepared. Real prepared. Not ill-prepared, real prepared. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Through thick and thin, keep your hearts at attention. In adoration before Christ, your master, be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way you are. And always with the utmost courtesy. Now that one right there ought to be put in the holster. That's a, that's a, that's a word to live by right there. Be prepared to share your story. I'm not talking about you being prepared to share the Romans road to salvation. I'm not talking about you being prepared to share the ABCs of salvation. I'm not talking about you being able to walk through the entirety of the Bible to get somebody to salvation. I'm talking about what has Jesus done for you? Tell somebody. What has Jesus done in your life? Tell somebody about that. How has Jesus touched your heart? Tell somebody about that. Be prepared to tell your story. The testimony originated from your tests. Fishing line is defined by its pounds of test strength. Your test will be the testimony that gives strength to your line. I'm telling you, life is better with Jesus because I've lived it. I've seen him take me from one place to another place. I've seen him take me through difficulty to triumph. I've seen him help me to overcome sickness to to health. I've seen him do all those things. And so it's easy to talk about. The third thing is they're real persistent. 2 Timothy 4, 5 says, but you keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with, with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. Getting real means I am persistent. The gospel either compels or repels. I said that earlier. Regardless. Somebody say regardless. Regardless. I keep fishing. I am not counting no's. I am counting yeses. I caught 49 fish, in case you didn't hear that earlier. Did I mention that to you? I missed a bunch too. I missed a whole bunch, but I don't know how many I missed. I didn't keep count of how many fish I missed. I kept count of the fish I, I kept count of the fish I caught. That's what I kept count of. The fish I caught. So quit worrying about the nose. Well, Pastor, the last time I shared my story with somebody, somebody told me they didn't want to hear about it. Who cares? Quit counting the no's and start counting the yeses. You may have to go through 10 or 20 no's before you find a yes. But let me tell you what, that yes is worth it. It's worth it. When you have yes someone to Jesus. Oh my goodness. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And so get real. Be really passionate. Be really prepared. Be really persistent. Select your reel, spool your line, and send your bait. You do that and you will set the hook. It's all about changed lives, somebody. That's it. It always has been and it always will be. All right, now you're wondering about my little fish friends. (coughs) And so we're going to close this out today. 
Look at these little goldfish just swimming around the bowl. Isn't life good for them? Think about the life of a goldfish. Isn't that a pretty sweet life? You, you have your little protective bowl. Nobody really messes with you. All they do is draw food in there, clean your tank for you. That's a pretty sweet deal. You know, so our little goldfish, they've got, they've got a pretty good life. I think they're having a pretty good day, don't you? It looks like they're happy. They're fluttering around. All things are good. I've got Goldie and Spot right here. Goldie and Spot. April's always proud of me naming stuff because I always name them by their color. Every dog I've had has either been yellow, blacky, brownie, whatever. <laughs> May not be the most creative, but it works. So I have Goldie and Spot here, and, uh, and their life's pretty good. There's not a lot of stress right now for these fish. But what I'm going to do for you today is I'm going to catch one of these right before your very eyes. So you know that the stories I've told are not just stories, but they are true facts. I am going to make this real to you this morning. And so I'm going to do my best to catch Spot here because he, she, I believe, is the biggest. Oh, yeah, look at there. Look at that. Now, you just saw, that's 50, by the way, um, that I just caught. 50. <laughs> Write it down. Hashtag 50. There you go. And so here's little Spot. I, I, actually, I think she's pregnant. And so we're going to put Spot right here on the little table. And, uh, you know, that goldfish is now dying. That's what's happening to that fish. Um, it's flopping around a little bit right there. You can, yeah, look at there. Still got a little life in her, but today is her last day. She's not going to make it. It costs a couple of bucks, but today is her last day. I guess it is true that YOLO, you only live once, right? And so, and so little fish flopping around. Who's saddened by that? Are you saddened by that? Yeah, I can hear the sighs in the room. You know, it's bothering some of you, isn't it? It's really upsetting some of you. Well, you know, you're making me feel bad, actually. And so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to save Spot, and I'm going to put Spot right back in the tank. And look at here. Spot's happy. Spot's, Spot's got a lot of life left in her, and she's just fine. Here's the point I want to make, is that some of you are more concerned about a fish floundering and dying on a table than you are the lives of the people that are dying all around you and going to hell. And so what I want to say to you this morning is that it's time for us to quit worrying about frivolous things and start worrying about the souls of people that are lost and dying and going to hell. It's time for the river to quit just worrying about things that really don't matter and start thinking about people who are dying and going to hell. It's time to fish somebody. It's time to go out and win somebody for Jesus. It's time to share your story. It's time all about change lives this morning. It's about taking people from death to life. It's about seeing people saved and seeing people changed. It's about that. Would you stand with me? I don't know how you're still sitting. I'm just saying to you this morning, it's about seeing people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm ready to see the river become a lighthouse to this community in a bigger and better way. Not just like we have been, which has been great, but I'm talking about bigger and better. I'm still talking about people who haven't been saved yet that are waiting for your story. And they're waiting for you to step into the crosshairs of their life. The crossroads of their life and set them on a different path and change their lives. You have the power this morning. I said you have the power this morning. Jesus doesn't still have the power. He gave the power to you. When he rose from the dead, he said, I've given it to you now. All you have to do is access it by faith this morning. And so don't give me excuses today. 
Don't talk to me about, Pastor, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Do the basics. Love people. Share your story. That's it. Let's win some people. Let's see some people saved. Let's pull them from the hell fire. And let's bring them into heaven with us. It's all about people this morning. It's all about changed lives this morning. It's about seeing people move from death to life. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 945 for Sunday school and at 1030 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself.